You know, the life of a dad is pretty much everything is broken all the time. Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. This is the show where we remind dads of what's most important. I'm your host, Scott Moore. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, Mr. Wilson. It is with great pleasure and regret for you that I announce it is finally the bitter end of your fix it or finish it February. (laughs) Is today the last day of February? When people listen to this, it should be. Oh, isn't this like leap? Isn't this leap day coming it up? It is tomorrow. Is, so this so is leap when, day after. Yeah. So when they listen, this is leap day. Yep. So you get an extra day. This is I know Scott's been yes, thank has you a paper chain in his in his office counting down the days till this is over. And yes, I've been sick for a week now, so uh, that's, that's why I sound so terrible. But the British accent part, if that if you can tell, that's what I'm trying to do is because I've been listening to the Lord of the Rings finally. Have you? An audiobook because I, oh, yeah. po- I couldn't bear to read it fully through myself. I'm not that good of a Said reader. Said Gimli? Yes. <laughs> and, and I have discovered so far that there is not much that was cut out from the book for the movie that should have I know, stayed I in. really did a good job, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, my kids have always been audio. I shouldn't say all my kids. My older sons, they were audiobook listeners. They probably still listen to audiobooks. Yeah. Um, but they would, their favorite was Swiss family Robinson. And it had this English actor who talked like the, you know, kind of high pitched <laughs> yes. said he Ernst, that is not the way we will, you know, and right. it was very proper. And, um, and I think Ben scoured the eBay to try to find that exact one and finally found it again. Cause we'd always borrowed it from the library on their cassette tapes. And I think he ripped them down to CDs cause they no longer make them. Uh, yes. But it is fun to listen to. Yes. Some of my favorites. If you're wanting something for your boys, you should look up Jim Hodges. Jim Hodges is a famous man. He has done some great audios of all kinds of things. Uh, I should look up him. A guy can probably look up a site, Jim Hodges something. So that's uh, a great resource. What if I cared, but I might not. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, has it been incredibly warm down in Cincinnati? Yes, it has. I mean, you were probably like 75 yesterday, weren't you? No, it was like 68, 69. Really? It was mm-hmm. 70 here in northern Indiana, but I think it's it's snowing right now. It's supposed to be super cold. And I just got back from Saskatchewan um, where it wasn't cold there either. It was like 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Of course, they do the Celsius thing, which makes no sense yeah. to the rest of America. And uh, I want to thank a great big shout out. Thank you to all of you guys who prayed. Um, because it was an exhausting travel time. I mean, we had two three to four hour layovers each way going and coming. So, uh, or I guess not two to three, we had two, yes, we had two three to four hour layovers both times, which it didn't seem too bad because it was, uh, it kind of takes the stress out of in between flights because there was like, we were in Toronto and some guy was trying to, uh, you know, get his thing done and, 
uh, because he missed his flight. And he said, I had a four hour layover. How could I miss a four hour layover? Um, so it went good. When I got to the Canadian border, it was so awesome because that's the part where I get nervous. It's not hard to get across normally, but when you take commercial goods, when you're taking books to sell, it gets a little, can be a little dicey. You and your contraband. Yes. So, because you have to disclose it, you know, you can't try to sneak it across. That would be bad. Um, even though your your books are separated from you, so they're already on some plane somewhere. You know, nobody really knows. I had four boxes, but you have to check mark this little box on this little kiosk. You know, you're putting your passport through to streamline things. When you print it off, it's just this little tiny thing, so no bigger than a cell phone, and it's got your picture on it. it had my son's pic- Cal's picture on it, and and then basically my box that's checked mark as commercial goods is highlighted. And so we get up to the guy and there's no line. It's awesome. And because sometimes there's a huge line and he goes, Oh, how you doing? And he was super nice. And he goes, Oh, you have commercial goods. I said, yeah. And I'm trying to explain it, trying to downplay it. Like, Oh yeah, they're probably, I won't even sell any of them. You know, he said, Oh, you're gonna have to go in another area. He goes, and that's, that's the kiss of death. Cause I know, you know, they question you like, why are you bringing these here? You know, why are you trying to steal our money and take it back to America? But then he's like working on his little iPad kind of thing. He's going, ah, and I'm like, oh, is there a problem? He goes, yeah, this thing's not working. He goes, just go on through. And I'm like, <laughs> I was trying not to act too excited because I didn't want to go him to go. Why are you so excited? What else do you have? You know, but I was like, oh, praise the Lord. And so I was super, super thankful. And then, of course, coming back into America, they don't even care what you have. When you're an American, they welcome you back with open arms. Uh, But we had a super good time. It was super fun meeting all the dads. I had lots of dads come up to me, Scott, who said, you can tell that this is a bit like they've been rehearsing this for an hour or maybe all day. And they go. Hey, Todd, how's it going? <laughs> you know, and uh, as listeners to the podcast and dads, you guys are awesome. Saskatchewanians, that's what they're called, are so fun. They really have a unique vocabulary. They use, of course, the same words, even though an American going to Canada is kind of like, I, I don't know why I expect everything to be different, but I'm like, wow, look, they use faucets just like we do, you know, or... <laughs> You know, their cars look just like ours. Cool. But they have different words. They call, uh, and in fact, they bought me one while I was there, a hoodie they call a bunny hug, which I think they're the only people in Canada who call it that because no one else seems to know what they're talking about. I'm still having trouble with hoodie. I still call it a sweatshirt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, now they have sweatshirts without hoodies, without hoods, and they call them shitties. Weird. That is like <laughs> just going to sweatshirt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And that's, I even felt old. There were times where, like, I'm on the airplane, you know, I'm wearing the very back seat or the second and last seat, and I'm trying to get my baggage and bags out of the overhead compartment, and I can't open the dumb thing. And Cal goes, Dad, our bag, we left it on the gangplank or on the gangplank, remember? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just look like that old guy who looks confused. Nice. So it just comes with the territory. Yes. Um, but uh, it was fun to talk to dads because, you know, no matter where you live, 
being a dad's the same. Kids are still a royal pain. <laughs> Life is Said still hard. Scott. Yes. Scott, were you impressed uh, or were you pleased because um, uh, a dad wrote and said you were, he was impressed that you knew your Brady Bunch trivia so well. Uh, yeah, I was uh, shocked. <laughs> I was shocked that I, I knew it as well, too. Obviously, you're a genius. <laughs> no, that's, I remember the, I told him, I, I just remember the trivial garbage that doesn't matter. I forget all the important stuff. <laughs> No, that trivial garbage is the important stuff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It comes in handy. Uh, We did have Maggie's uh, 20th birthday, and we did do a Brady Bunch theme. That's why I made the quiz. Maggie won the Brady. And I was a little disappointed in my children. They didn't do as well as I thought they should. Uh, So, obviously, I let the ball drop. Ben's daughter, Renly, who's seven. Can you believe that? Wow. She knew lots of them, so I was, I was at least pleased that the ball has been picked back up and can be carried a little further by the next generation after my kids. Nice. Um, but it was fun. Uh, Debbie said, "Why we should dress up?" And I'm like, "Uh, I don't like dressing up." Um, but she goes, "We have a, uh, I have a white smock that's kind of I, I it says." Uh, doctor dad on it you know that i used a long time ago for a speaking event and i put a name tag over it and i went as sam the butcher nice. so uh, and my wife had this dress that used to be her grandmother's that was like could have been on the brady bunch show it was long and it had i mean a billion colors on it it was awesome huge collar Yes, and it had it. It was it. I mean, it had been in our kids' toy trunk and their kids' toy trunk forever, and uh, everybody else kind of did a little bit, and it was kind of fun. Abe wore a curly wig, so he looked like one of the Bradys with a fro. Nice, you know, <laughs> he looked like Greg. So it was it was a fun time. I you know, and we're still in birthday week. I mean, we have like a birthday a week, at least one a week forever. Do you have do you have like long strings of birthdays, Scott? I only have four kids, Todd. No, I know, but you like, but now you have. We did have, have a, Henry's uh, first birthday recently, though. I don't remember. That's did I mention that? shocking. Yeah. Shocking. I don't think so. Well, we we canceled the party because everyone was sick, so yeah, um, yeah. We're still looking to reschedule that, but yeah, that was yeah. very sad. But anyway, Henry doesn't know, so <laughs> yeah, and he's adorable. <laughs> is that so fun? It is. It is so fun. Uh, uh, I just heard from a dad yesterday, and he said, oh, my my second oldest child is getting married, and that's the first for us, so this is a new stage for us, but we're so excited. It is a fun stage. If you haven't had married kids or, excuse me, married kids or, uh, that that yawn reminds me of another story. Um, (laughs) If you don't have married kids or, or grandchildren yet, you one day you will, and it does open up. Just a whole new fun thing. We had some grandkids over yesterday, and Ken Josh's Addie, if you remember, she was the one who was born prematurely, not as early as as Henry, uh, but had a bucket on her head. I mean, she's just the cutest little thing. I mean, she just she her eyes always look like they're pleading, like Ops Cookie. Mm. You know, <laughs> she just looks so sad. And if it was my own kid, you know, I'd say. I'd be hardened to her, but when it's your grandchild, you don't, you feel yeah. like butter. 
like butter. But I was going to say, Scott, you said this morning you didn't, you haven't felt good. I slept terrible last night because I don't know what it was. I told my wife, she said, would you, at one point she goes, would you quit flipping around <laughs> in that sweet endearing voice? And <laughs> nice. I said, it's your fault. I said, whatever you fed me last night. I mean, I felt like my stomach was like a, I had a balloon in it. You weren't afraid of tornadoes all night long. <laughs> no, what? Yeah. So apparently there was like a whole corridor across the Midwest of possible tornado activity last night and nothing happened here as far as I can tell other than some rain and wind, but yeah, our good friend, Howard, how are you listening? Howard alerted me and he said, we were in the bullseye for severe weather today, but we didn't have, it never even got windy. Huh. There was nothing. So I didn't feel, yeah. but anyway, I did. I was causing some tornadoes last night. <laughs> it was not a pleasant sound. I'm sorry. Was that was that thunder? No, that was me. But it was like all night. I'm like, how much gas can a food make? So, no. She didn't so. kick you out to the couch or the basement or something? No. I mean, even my wife did kind of say, why didn't you just get up and go downstairs? I'm like. Cause I wanted to sleep in my bed. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't feel my Wembry gallant last night. Well, I was going to say when I mentioned Henry, if you can pray for him, uh, he's got a little surgery coming up to get his G tube oh, yeah. put in. You get what? His G tube. Uh, the, it's like the permanent feeding, feeding tube. tube. Yeah. Are they putting it in, taking it out? They're putting in the permanent one. So it won't be the one that is right. Oh, up till now, he's had the one that they put in his nose and goes down yeah. into his stomach, and he pulls it out sometimes, and it's yeah, a pain, ugh. and they have to change it every so often anyway. Yeah. So they're going to yeah. get a permanent one in that hopefully will make things easier and better, and they can keep working on his feeding aversion, which yeah. is really frustrating, but, uh, you know, it's just yeah, part of the journey. Part of the journey. At least we're not in the hospital still. Yeah, thankfully, that's so nice. But he, know he will be in the hospital for... Two days, I think, for this. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's pray for Henry now so we don't forget. When's that coming up, Scott? March 11th. Okay, Father, we just pray for Henry as, and really his parents, most of all, um, as they get ready for this. I know it's it just, it's it's discouraging. It's overwhelming. And, and it's easy to look forward and think, oh, how many more? How, you know, is he ever going to be whatever? I pray that you would just put your peace upon them and give them a peace that passes all understanding. I pray that surgery would go super, super well. Recovery would be flawless and that it would be beneficial to him. And that, of course, mom and dad, that they would just trust in you. And we thank you that you can be trusted. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, well, not a lot has happened around here. I mean, I'm the, the convention trail starting, so we're getting busy speaking and, and I'll tell you, I felt it in my, I felt older this weekend because I'm like, it was exhausting. And I'm like, wow, this is a hard way. <laughs> this is hard. I don't remember it being so hard when I was young and full of life and vigor. But now going out to pick up the mail seems like a big deal. So that's why it's helpful to get in bad shape and get really overweight during your, you know, thirties and forties. Then when you slim down and get in great shape, you'll feel better again. There you go. That's my there plan anyway. 
Good thinking. Yes. Good plan, Scott. No, I am nothing. You should be a life coach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> First of all, among my many, quit trying things. so hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, did you hear this, Scott? I mean, I don't know uh, what it is, and maybe just because you. Just, I just feel like the whole generation is going to heck in a handbasket, you know, just because they're just like they're offended by everything. I just heard on the news that Mary Poppins, have you seen the original Mary Poppins, Scott? Of course. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. It does have Dick Van Dyke in it. I didn't know if you really watched that. So anyway, uh, the age rating for the 1964 Mary Poppins has been increased in the UK due to discriminatory. I don't know if I can say discriminatory language. And I saw that title. I'm like, really? I, and I don't remember anything discriminatory. I mean, there weren't any like engines or Indians or they call someone she and he. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that was it. Now, uh, apparently do you remember, uh, Admiral boom? Yeah. He's the guy, you know, who lives next door and he goes, Mr. Pinnacle, let's put a double charge in there. And he says something like he says the word Hottentots. So apparently the Hottentots got mad. (laughs) The Hottentots got mad. The word is racially insensitive term for the Koakai, an indigenous group in South Africa, uh, which I don't even know if there are any anymore. But uh, so it has been rated to a PG rating. Wow. Just makes me mad. Hey, man. We're becoming more of a global culture. You got to get in tune with everybody. I mean, and I know, but these are like people who aren't even there anymore. Multiculturalism is just so much fun. I, I can use this to transition into our little chat about fix it or finish it February. Okay, do it. My son blew the engine on his car and oh. it was sitting in front of our house and I went to have it towed the other day and the guy who showed up to tow it could barely speak a word of English. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to communicate with him where he's going and everything. And I think he knew. And I'm like, well, uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the whole multicultural you know, diversity thing is really wonderful. And I'm all for it until you can't understand each other, which, you know, I know it happens routinely or where I live. Because there's <laughs> so many people that don't speak English. I know. I, now we're talking real hardship because like I call our local noble Romans. And we don't, they have breadsticks and we like breadsticks. Yeah. Uh, an Indian family owns it, which I'm totally good with. I don't care. But have you ever tried to describe what a breadstick is to someone who doesn't? And I'm like, yes, I'd like to order, you know, three orders of breadsticks. And then we just go back and forth. You want a breadstick? <laughs> and I said, yes, three orders, you know, and then they like, they give you the way, and it doesn't matter. It's not that big of a hardship, but it is frustrating. So yes. I get it, Scott. I feel your pain. But that was uh, that was one of many fix it or finish it things I've been dealing with. Oh uh, yeah. He uh, did. I tell that story about how he he was driving his car. I mean, I, oh. I probably failed to educate him on every aspect of car maintenance <laughs> stuff, like oil. Well, no, it wasn't the oil. It was the coolant. Uh, oh, yeah. He kept driving it when it was out of coolant, I think. And <laughs> yeah. didn't even notice that the the temperature was going up, probably. Um, yeah. And yeah. I got the text from the mechanic yesterday saying, your engine's bad. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, great. So, yeah. 
we're going to be looking for a, well, we'll be considering what we're going to do and possibly trying to look for a new car. And by new, I mean yeah. really old. But right. Well, right. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're fine. He doesn't actually need a car. And I don't owe him one. I, I <laughs> discovered that feeling the other day. I'm like, you know what? I don't actually owe my college-aged son a car. If he wants one, he can work for it. Here's the snowflake generation. My son, who's going to turn 18, he's like, Dad, I'd like to go to Italy for my 18th birthday. <laughs> Have fun. And I'm like, Good you're kidding me, right? I said, we don't owe you any special thing for your 18th birthday. He goes, well, or maybe I could do this. I could go skiing. And I'm like, I just don't even say that in the same sentence. You know, we're not, we don't owe you any. You might get birthday cake if you're lucky. You know, but I just think it's funny how I even thought well, this is 18. This is a big one. I should be able to go to Italy. Yeah. I don't know. It happens, yeah. man. They get that way. I got a leather jacket for my 19th birthday, and I thought that Did was you? a really big deal because you it still was. It? When I slim down, I will wear it again. <laughs> and you will look cool. I, well, I'll look like an old dad wearing <laughs> a cool leather You'll jacket like, from 25 years it. ago. There's a guy in our local McDonald's because we eat there every Saturday, you know, with everybody, and he's often there. And he must be about, I would say, seventy, late seventies, early eighties, and he has jet black hair, and it's long. I mean, it comes, it's fuzzy. It kind of, it looks, I don't know, like Edna Mode, you know, on, <laughs> yes, on. Uh, <laughs> it looks that same cut, but it, imagine it curly, and it, and it, and I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, you look in the mirror, buddy. How old do you think you are? <laughs> yes. Nobody goes, wow, look at that guy must be young because his <laughs> hair is black. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, I guess it is kind of the thing dads do. The other big fix-it thing that we had was uh, we had two outlets in our kitchen blow this week. Oh, yeah? And the way my wife described it, I wasn't home when it happened, but the way my wife described it, she and my son discovered that Somehow these two outlets are on the same circuit, I guess, and uh-huh. tripping one of the GFCI uh-huh. things, you know, trip both Ground, of them. fault, interrupt, GFIs. Yeah. Yep. And, but they had to, like, press them in the right order, and they kept pressing the buttons, and they weren't working, but then eventually they finally pressed them all in the right order, and it got them to work again. But then, of course, they went out again, and she wanted me to replace them. So I replaced both these outlets. And the little light switch that we don't even know what it goes to. <laughs> That's on one, with one of the outlets boxes yeah. now. And make a long story even longer, uh, it didn't work still. And I rewired the things three or four times. I got shocked a couple times. <laughs> I figured out, you know, which wire was the hot one, the lead and all that, or the, the line and the load and all that stuff. Right. Watched all kinds of YouTube videos and still couldn't get the stinking thing done and talked to friends. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to end up spending thousands of dollars on this, aren't I? <laughs> Rewiring your entire yeah, house. Yeah. Maybe and, the neighborhood. And, um, and I even had this one friend who her dad was a an electrician for like 50 years, you know. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, well, you probably couldn't have gotten too bad outlets from the same you know at the same time when, right right and so it's probably a worse problem that you're gonna have to do and anyway with my last ditch effort i will give a big shout out to my friend mike bexford because he's the guy who helped with our basement electrical mm-hmm. stuff and is just amazing 
And he's a guy my wife thinks is just amazing because he rewired their whole basement in one summer, Scott. And I like, hate those guys. Like, then I, yeah, then I asked him, and he's like, yes, that took me three years, Scott. That wasn't one summer. <laughs> like, and then you remind your wife, well, yes. Marsha cooked an entire meal. <laughs> but anyway, he came over. I wasn't even here. He came over, and with my son, in less than an hour, they fixed it. And it was just a ground wire that about one box needed because it didn't have one. Right. And I'm wow. like, holy mackerel, praise the Lord. And that's awesome. Pass the sauce. That's the cause... beauty of Bama Man Fix It or Finish It in February. You don't have to do the whole work, you can, but you have to get it done. And so you got it done. Good job. Yeah. I spent like three hours on it myself and got literally no progress made at all. And he comes in and fixes it. And I was like, but thank you, Lord. You did not burn down the house. That's right. So there is success in that. Yes. Success in that. Well, hey, we've managed to spend a whole 30 minutes talking about almost nothing. Uh, but This is uh, the important stuff. It is kind of fun, though. As I said at the it beginning, it's your precious fix it or finish in February, and now it's over. <laughs> it's over. You can you can get your comfy spot back on the couch. <laughs> yes. Put the don't have to move away. again for another 11 months. Woo! <laughs> So, but you don't get that luxury, Dad, because, you know, even though we were cranking off some things in February, you know, the life of a dad is pretty much everything is broken all the time. I can even tell with my my kids who now have families of their own. Uh, Sam called me, oh, right before we were going to Canada, and he was asking me about his dryer, and he goes, it's not heating up. I said, I think it's probably the element in the back. They're easy to change. You know, they're not very expensive. I think I've done it a couple times already on my dryer and, and he did it for 18 bucks and you know, it wasn't easy as easy as mine because this is newer. And I could tell though that he's getting a little weary of just broken things all the time. Uh, and, And I know that feeling and I, and I'm sorry, Dad. It's just our lot in life. And as we say in my family, it's not a lot, but it's our life, you know. But, you know, our family's counting on us. And so if you've still got a couple things to click off the list, use this weekend to get them done. You can, since it's sleepier, you can get an extra couple days. And uh, do it because you to Dad. And that's our show for this week, Dad. Thanks for joining us for the Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. If you have a question for the show, email Todd at familyman at familymanweb.com. If you have a question for me, you can reach me at scott at unsocializedmedia.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Stop.